You're listening to the Co-op Book Podcast. So I'd like to welcome Kirsty Eager to the Co-op Chat. Hello, Kirsty. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure now. We're talking about your latest book, Summer Skin, um, described by many people in very different ways. Um, ex- frank examination of love, sex and intimacy. Uh, what, else did it, what else have I ever seen written? Uh, feminist love story girls have been waiting for. What, what's your take on Summer Skin? How would you describe it to someone that's never picked up one of your books? Uh, actually, you know what? It's quite different to... I've had three other novels published, but this one's very different to that. I think part of that is the setting. So it's set at a university in Queensland, and it's um, sort of a love story that takes place in the world of residential colleges, which is an interesting world to go into because in some ways it's quite peerless. And, oh, not peerless, sorry. It's very familyless. You leave your family to go there, and it's also sometimes a bit lawless. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, and this story, I think, someone described it best to me. I had been saying it's Romeo and Juliet, but someone pointed out, actually, it's a bit more like Pride and Prejudice. So it's the love between Mitch and Jess, and they're two people from very different worlds. Mitch is at an sort of exclusive all-male college uh, and from quite a privileged background, and Jess is at a co-ed college and is probably a bit more democratic in her attitude. And they pretty much meet, and there's immediate lust, but also a lot of distrust. So the story is very much sort of a love story in reverse. These two have got to work a lot of stuff out. And in fact, I'd say the biggest impediment to their getting together in, in many ways is their actual um, stance in life. So, yeah, that's how I'd describe it. Now, the the Australian sort of campus college system, I suppose, is not quite like the U, the US sorority system that we've all sort of had embedded in our uh, psyches. What, what what would you say is the major difference? Um, to me, it's less... I, I mean, I don't know because I haven't been to a US college, but I have... I did live in an Australian residential college for four years. I found it... Um, uh, like the college I went to is very much or very similar to the one that Jess is at and that to me because it was co-ed um, also our college had a very strict rule of no fresherisation which is when they have the initiation ceremonies and um, some of them aren't always good so we didn't have any of that it just seems to be a bit less cultish um, and some people really only stay for a year or so to find their feet at uni and then they move out into a share house uh, and I think it's probably just a bit more relaxed. It's less um, all-encompassing. So you still do have your campus experience of going to uni like everybody else who's going to uni. It's just that that solves the dilemma of where to live and, and how to sort of fit in. And if, you, if you're like me, and I was from uh, the country up near Rockhampton, it was a way of getting to know people as well. I didn't really have um, anyone from my school who was going to that uni, so I didn't really know anybody else. So it gives you that sort of basic start, I suppose. So, and, and it seems a lot, a lot of the a lot of the colleges are for either you know international students or people coming from rural areas adjusting to life in the city. Yeah, exactly. That that seems to be the primary. I mean, there's still two colleges that it's more about um, 
making contacts and all of those things, there's definitely that as well. And you do tend to stay. I mean, I'm still mates with most of the people who are my close friends at college. So it's just another experience. I think it's like a more grown-up version of boarding school, um, you know, but like I said, with less, less rules and it, what's interesting is you leave your family, so really your peers become your family and support in that sense. So that can be great and that can also be not so great depending on what their attitudes are. Now, you I mean, obviously you're saying that, you you know, you had uh, uh, the college experience in Australia, the on the campus college experience. Did many of your experiences uh, influence the writing of this book? Yeah, um, definitely. I did do research though because the first draft of Summer Skin was set in the 90s, um, which, you know, lo and behold, coincided with when I went through. But uh, after my agent read it, she commented that to her it really just read like something that was contemporary rather than being enough of a 90s force. So uh, for me that was great because it meant I could then look at social media and um, there were a few... Oh, actually I wanted to look at the way online life had sort of influenced people's sexual relationships. So it was great for me because it meant I could look at a lot of modern stuff. And that's when I started talking to people who'd been through more recently. And um, oh, one friend in particular who was going through just to make sure that I was up with how college was working these days. And apart from those couple of things, really, in many ways, it it struck me that it it hadn't changed that drastically. So I felt like I could still write about it convincingly. Do you think do you think uh, colleges are misogynistic? Depends on the college. Uh, it's been interesting since the book's been published. I've had emails and sort of contacts on social media from people who've been through um, recently. And they've had stories to tell or said, oh, wow, that's just like what happened to us, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think there's still that culture to some degree. Um, but balancing that too, and this is what I tried to show in the book as well, balancing that, there's always people who um, think differently. There's always exceptions to that rule. And I think, it, once again, I think it depends on the college very much. It, you know, it, it depends what's being tolerated. Um, I don't know if you'd followed much of the St. John's stuff here in Sydney. Yep. Uh, but, you know, there's been issues. There's been sort of public issues of it. So, yeah, I think it's something that... And, and you have to ask the question too, is that college or is that society in general? Um, how much of that is linked to maybe attitudes online? I, I don't really know, but it was worth having a look at in my mind anyway. Now, um, for whatever reason, you've been put in this... Uh, amorphous character uh, category young adults does that mean anything to you <laughs> young adult yeah it's such a it's so funny because you do i mean i and i know all authors say this but it's really true you set out to write a story that you want to write you don't really think about where it fits um and then so with this so with young adults to my way of thinking and everyone's got a different definition so i'm not suggesting one's correct necessarily it's just how i view it um, young adults to me have stretched quite a lot and I think there needs to be that distinction made between what you'd probably call clean teen which is for people who are at the lower end of that age group so they might be 12 or 13 um, and what they're reading and then at the other end which is where you've got things like summer skin where you've got a main character who's 19 um, they're reading something very different you know the, the content matter is um, that's being explored is quite different so it's a stretchy category and I think what seems to be happening as well, the the readership of young adult books has changed quite drastically. So I'm not sure if this is correct and I'm sure Rob, you would know better than I would, 
But I'd heard that thrown around, uh, I mean, after this was written, it was about to be published, someone said to me, oh, well, you know, there's 80% of the people reading young adult are actually adults, so you shouldn't worry too much. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there, 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 there is a lot of that, um, but... You know, you, you know. I, th I think a story is a story, and it can appeal to, you know, every age. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really nice if that's the case. Yeah, and it's a tricky thing. I, I think obviously with this book there is the sexual content, and that's and that's. You know, you you worry about that, but I think to some extent, my stance was very much well. Sometimes it feels like people are happy to talk about any issue in young adult except sex, and I always think well. To me, um, sex is something that every young adult at some point is going to consider, um, not actually doing it or whatever, but it's just something that's a major issue at that time of life. So my feeling was, well, I think I, I just want to write something that's very honest and real about um, that and let people make up their own minds. But, yeah, I felt like it was time to probably go there. No, absolutely. It's 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 and you know it's always, it's it's throughout the book and it's I imagine on the minds of university students going through you know this time of life all the time. Yeah, and that, I think that was another thing um, I wanted to look at as well, just because it's sort of funny, you know, when you're in high school, it's just such a big change, it's such a cultural change when you go from high school to university because high school was that real thing about. Um, have you done it yet? Are you going to do it? When will you do it? Who will be with? All those things. But when you get to uni, it's very much like, look, everyone's doing it. So it's a sudden change. And, and sometimes that can be really disorientating. And it's, I think on a personal level, it then becomes about, you know, what are your terms? Like when, who, what will you do? It's, mm. it, it's more about that and, and feeling, I guess I wanted to write something that to me says, you know, like, it's okay, take your time. Um, and, that looks at it without shame, especially for um, girls and women as well, because often I think things tend to completely ignore the fact that they have a libido and yeah, <laughs> they make decisions based on desire as well, and that's completely okay. Um, but also, yeah, just feeling um, confident and making sure that whatever is asked of you, that if you agree to it, it's because you know it's going to make you feel good rather than um, feeling like you have to do it for, okay. for some other reason. Uh, absolutely, and I, I think it's been complicated by the, um, you know, the rise of porn culture as well. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Rob. Yeah, uh, to me that's the big thing. I, I felt like in, I guess, as a strong impetus for why I wrote this was to me, well, look, we're not talking about this enough. I feel like it needs to be brought out in the open because otherwise, really, um, porn then becomes the main sex educator for um, a large group of people, and that's not always... I don't think that's a situation we necessarily want to be happening without some um, real-world sort of mirror to look in as well. So, yeah, I, my view is very much be open and honest and, and let's start a discussion if we can because, um, yeah, otherwise we're sort of leaving people in the dark with a screen, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, tell, tell me, who, who are some of the authors that have influenced your writing? Uh, it's such an ongoing thing. I'm... I'm well before I was a writer, because I came to writing uh, later in life, so um, probably more around when I was 30. So I've always been a massive reader. So um, a lot of the people I read when I was a child and teen remain strong influences. So I was a massive fan of Tove Jansen, who wrote all the Moomin Troll books. 
Only because if you read them now as an adult, they're still very layered and they appeal to adults on a different level. I think they're really clever. Um, I loved Harper Lee, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, but I haven't read Ghost of the Watchmen because I'm a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and more recently, um, I've been reading Jennifer Egan. I just think she is incredible. She, uh, I, I know you would know who she is, but just for listeners, um, she wrote A Visit from the Goon Squad. And more recently, I read um, Look at Me, which was one of her earlier novels. And so people like her, oh, Megan Abbott, um, Gillian Flynn, people who have a really strong narrative voice, that's what I've been interested in lately, just just people who can really actually tell you a story and um, take you for that ride, I think. And I think Jennifer Egan's a fantastic example of that. Um, what's your writing process like? Are you a, a planner or do you just start writing? Uh, I wish it was more organised and disciplined. I... <laughs> Every book, I think, it's going to be different this time, but it never is. Um, for me, I, I tend to have a vague idea of what the thing is. So with Summer Skin, I knew from the beginning it was going to be this reverse love story, and I knew from the beginning the sort of... I don't really start with themes, but I knew there was definitely things I wanted to look at in terms of sex and intimacy. But um, usually I have that vague idea of what it is, and then it tends to me that I spend a lot of time just sitting with the scene and tinkering. I find it very hard to push forward. So finishing the first draft is some sort of agony. But once I'm through that, then I've got a better idea of what the story is, and I start to pull it into shape, and it's not so painful, and I actually enjoy it. Yeah, go. Oh, no, well, very much a panther, not so much a plotter, yeah. And uh, just, you know, obviously Summer Skin has, you know, is out and I'm hopeful that everyone has a look in their co-op store or online because um, you, you mentioned actually that there's a mention of the co-op in the book. Yeah, and that was, see, little did we know it would, um, isn't it funny how life circles back on itself? Because here I am speaking to you on mm -hmm. um, the co-op podcast channel, so which is really lovely. No, actually, for those who are interested, it's on page 232, and this is not going to give anything away, but Mitch and Jeff have a bit of a rendezvous in the co-op bookstore, and I think I say something like, Mitch, she found Mitch lurking in young adult fiction. So there you go. I made it very meta. And um, I actually had to go to... So I went through University of Queensland, and this book is set at University of Queensland. And when I went back, I went back a couple of times just to double-check that I was... Because things have obviously changed and the campus has changed a bit. And I did go into the co-op bookstore and, and make sure that the, you know, there was the young adult section where I needed it to be. And, um, yeah, happy to report it was all checked out and it was good. <laughs> and and uh, obviously uh, the, young ad the young adult section of QUT is where there's uh, a place for rendezvous. Yeah, of, of UQ, though. Not, UQ, not, sorry. Yeah, um, UQ. So, yes, yeah, so nothing happened, nothing naughty happened, but they did rendezvous there because they didn't want people seeing them talking to each other. So, yes, yeah, so obviously that's a hot place to rendezvous. Let's, let's hope it puts it on the map as a rendezvous section. <laughs> what's next for you? What, 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 what's coming up? Oh, if I could just, you know, if I became more of a plotter, it would get done quicker. But I'm working on a, a novel called Molasses, and it's also young adult. It's set back uh, in Capricornia near Rockhampton, which is where um, I spent most of my um, childhood and teen years. And it's looking at the lives of four teenagers and how their lives change when they um, come across an escaped prisoner. So it's sort of looking at... I, I, the quick, quick description is it's a book based around five escapes and four teenagers. 
It's been a pleasure speaking, Kirsty. Thank you for joining us on the uh, co-op chat. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Robert. It was a real pleasure.